Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. You may know me from Bravo TV's Family Karma and, of course, social media. I grew up in a very conservative Indian family, but I have always forged my own path and live life on my own terms. I recently left my successful career in New York City and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing and I know you are too. Join me as I spill the chai on my own cringeworthy personal life experiences every Thursday, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hey, welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and I am so excited. We met briefly a few months ago backstage at a Watch What Crappin' show, Um, and now she's sitting in my living room in person post-pandy. Jackie Goldschneider, hey, girl, hey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here, and can I say this makes me want to move to Jersey City and get an apartment. It is beautiful here. Thank you. And it smells good. I mean, we lit candles for you. And flipped oh. our cushions over on our couch. Oh, you didn't have to do that for me. <laughs> Don't look at this couch. I live in a on. house with like four basesically teenagers. <laughs> I I don't need you know. My home is constantly being torn apart. So, yeah, but this is beautiful. And thank, thank you for you. having me. Thank you for coming. Well, we were saying when you walked in, it's like so rare to do an in person. I haven't podcast done. These days. I haven't done an in person podcast since. I think 2019. Yeah. yeah. So welcome back. I'm here for, first of all, Zooms are great. They're convenient. You can like hammer out like a five different in one day, you know, mm-hmm. but there's just something special about in person. And then we like sat down, we kikied a little bit. For sure. <laughs> but we're not going to spill everything. Nope. We talked about, but we did have to stop ourselves from talking to be like, um, we actually need to get this down on the podcast. Yeah, we didn't want all the good stuff to just be between the girls. But we definitely, yeah, we definitely have a lot of people in common. I'll say it that way. We yeah. We just realized. Well, exactly. It's a small world, right? It's a very small world. Okay, Jackie, there's so many questions. There's so many, uh, there's so much confusion, I guess is the word I want to use. Okay. Okay. Post 
the reunion for The Real Housewives of New Jersey. So that was season 12. Yes. Uh, and okay, I'm going to ask Jackie all the questions, guys. Jackie is going to answer what she can. <laughs> Jackie's not going to answer all the questions, <laughs> but Jackie will try. Yes, okay, fair enough. So we end season 12 with a lot of questions and then a lot of rumors swirling. Mm-hmm. So love Frank Catania <laughs> to bits and pieces, but he was on the morning toast, which they're my besties. I love the morning toast. And um, he was, he kind of was the first person to talk about this concept of you being demoted, I guess is the word again I'm going to use um, for this upcoming season, season 13 of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. And I'm not 100% sure, but it looks like from Instagram that season 13 is already in full swing in terms of filming. So can you answer, is thir- season 13 filming and are you going to be a part of it? Season 13 is filming. Okay. I am actively filming every single week. Good. Um, I will say that every casting decision is made at the network level and it's behind closed doors and those decisions are not shared with the cast members. Yes. So, um, whatever Frank Catania thinks he, I love Frank (laughs) Catania. He's an amazing guy, but, um, whatever he thinks he knows, unless he's working at the network, right. he does not know anything for sure. Yeah. Um, so I will just say that I am actively filming. Good. I will be on your TV screens every week while you're watching season 13. And we're just going to have to wait a little bit longer um, to get the real answers. Okay. I like that. You like answered it without answering it. Well, I was a lawyer. <laughs> that's what we yeah, do. That's another question. When I was, you know, Googling questions about you, my favorite thing to do pre podcast is to Google my subject matters name mm-hmm. and then see all the most popular questions about this person. Oh, how rich am I? That's the bit. That's the biggest <laughs> question. <laughs> that was the second question. Yeah. The first was, was she demoted? And the second question was how, not if you're rich. Yes. How you how, are so rich. How I'm so rich yes oh I you know a lot of things good um well I'm very lucky that um you know I guess you call me lucky sperm club but what I've uh-huh. done with some of that money is I've made very very smart investment decisions yes and so um I won't you know, obviously I would never. And the reason why people were so caught off guard, listen, like that new chick on Beverly Hills, like she comes in day one and she's like, I'm the richest person in the world. (laughs) So there's no, like when she shows you all her stuff, you're not surprised. Right. But I have never been one who loved to talk about money and I get very funny about it. So my first two seasons, I like, you couldn't know anything at all. Right. You know, so when I took everyone to the Hamptons, they were like, what the fuck? Like, what is this? (laughs) How's on on the ocean in the Hamptons? Like, how is that possible? So I don't, I don't talk about money, um, but, you know, I mean, I'm definitely not the richest housewife, but... Are you the richest housewife on your cast? On New Jersey? Yeah. Oh, definitely. (laughs) I fucking died. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. Oh, man, that must drive Teresa so crazy. I don't think Teresa even cares anymore. (laughs) I think that she... I actually think that she's now in a place where she's just really trying to stay, like in her zone yeah you know I think she's just trying bubble. to like really stay in her love bubble yeah, yeah. I get mm-hmm. that I respect the love bubble yeah I've been in my love bubble for seven years I never I've been stop. in my love bubble too yeah, I think you can a, tell with you, you know and Evan. oh I live for that guy oh my he's God. such a good boy so you guys met in college no we met when I was 27 we met at a dirty 
bar oh, you know in New York That's City. I thought you met in college because it was very like fratty. Yes, and we dive met at a bar. Bar-y. I've always been like a dive bar kind of girl. I, I know love, you say that. I love beer. I've never been. I went to Boston University and there were like two crowds. It was like the club crowd. They yep. were all on like Lansdowne Street. Yep. And there was like the bar crowd. And, and you were there. I was a bar girl. I, I love loved that. it. You know, you're very, you're one of the most down to earth housewives. I feel like it's you. Um, you're tied with, I'm blanking on her name from Orange County. Gina. Um, Gina. Yeah. And that is coming for me is a compliment. I feel like we don't really get a lot of sane, relatable housewives. <laughs> And you are definitely in that club oh, for sure. Well, you know, I really, I try to be relatable. I mean, what do you watch? I mean, you watch the show for some like outrageous personalities, but yes. you also, not everyone can be outrageous. Right. You know, not everyone has to be, you know, crazy and throw stuff, you know. I think there's a housewife. It's, it's like a trifecta, a formula. You need the insane one, you need the shit sir, and then you need the sane one to kind of be the voice of reason. And you can have, you actually have a lot of sanity, I would say, on your cast. You, Dolores. Yes. Margaret is sane. And then Melissa is, I feel like, I don't really know Melissa super well, but from watching over the years, I feel like you actually have a lot of sanity on the show. Yeah, she's very she's sane. sane. too. She is very calm, she's very in sane. The drama because of her relationship, of course, yeah. with Teresa and being mm-hmm. married to Joe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have a lot of sanity. And Tracy, very sane. Speaking of which. Yes. Where the fuck was Tracy and Tiki at the reunion? Well, Tiki didn't come to the reunion. Okay. So I think if you're a friend, your husband doesn't come. That makes sense. Um, Tracy was there. Unfortunately, uh, you know, there was just so much content for reunion. I've never been to a reunion like this. Really? It was so angry and bitter and so much like raw emotion. I think it was the longest reunion I've ever filmed. Really? Oh, for sure. I mean, usually we're done around, we start very, very early, but usually we're done around like eight and we went until like I think close to 10. It was, it was so late. It was so late. When Andy was, was no wonder he was pissed about his dinner reservation. No, he missed the whole thing. Oh my God, wait. What was it like when Andy lost his shit? Like I've never seen Andy lose his shit and scream, shut I mean, I really, it was all. Honestly, there was so much tension in the room that it didn't even like. It was. It was just part of the flow. <laughs> Everyone was just angry. Everyone was angry. <laughs> it looked. Your faces looked like, like mean mommy came out, and it was like yeah. the first time you ever saw. Yeah. Her. No, I've never <laughs> seen him get that mad. He was but so it was pissed. justified. Why yeah. was he so pissed though? Um, because everyone was talking over each other, yes. and nobody. You know, from a production standpoint, I don't think you can use it if everyone's everyone's talking over each other. You're not getting a clear cut of what anyone's saying. So right. I think it was very frustrating from a production standpoint. And you have to keep redoing things and asking questions and nothing's getting answered. You know, who was talking over everybody the most? Teresa. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh and then Jen God. is very long winded. Oh. So when she wants to answer a question, you're there for an extra half hour. Yeah. What? Oh, that's fun. That's fun for everybody. <laughs> and also, I mean, she's so busy calling Joe a bitch boy. Yeah. You know, Jennifer saves a lot for reunions. Interesting. Yeah. Explain this to me. <laughs> I can. She kind of had this like very, it was an intense uh, season. Of course, the news of her husband cheating on her finally came out. Yes. I think it's really interesting. And I'm a sane person too, so maybe this is why I think this way, but it's like, I don't understand people when they have, it's it's like they go after the person who they 
share their biggest secret with. Does that make sense? Like, it's the epitome of the opposite of those who live in glass houses should not cast stones. It's like, they're like, I'm in a glass house and I'm going to hammer this person with stones. Right. Why would you come so hard for Margaret over cheating? Like, if I, or even try to reignite some bullshit rumor about you and Evan, why would you even want to utter the word cheating if your biggest secret is a cheating scandal? Because I think that her intention all along was to deny it if it ever came out. So I don't think she was... She kind of did admit that this season, that her and Bill had said, we'll just deny it. She was going to deny it. And um, I think when it came down to it, she made a decision that really... I mean, for the show, it was great. Right. But it really put her family in a very bad position. It hurt her kids. It hurt her husband. Yeah. It hurt his family. You know, it, it hurt a lot of people, the decision that she made. That's not to say she shouldn't have been truthful because I I oh, do yeah. I do think being truthful actually brought her some healing that she didn't have before. Absolutely. Um but you know, I think on in some regards she made a selfish decision, you know? You know, I 1 million percent agree and I've spoken about this I think on this podcast before, if not definitely in my daily show, the Taylor Strecker show, shameless plug. Um <laughs> but I will say that you know, she's pointing fingers. She's mad at Margaret. She's mad. Somehow she's mad at you. I don't oh, really right, know why right. you're back, yes. back into okay. it. Um, she's mad at everybody but Teresa. Um, and I said, you know, if I had a major secret, when you're about to go on a reality TV show, and like my audience knows, there was a, like maybe, God, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. I was like, it was probably even longer, like 10 years ago. I was shooting a sizzle. There was going to be a reality show. We were like pitching it for um, my show at Sirius, my best friend's show at Sirius, and then we were going to like fill in the blanks other cast members and we were just shooting the sizzle and shit was going down and we have the biggest dirt on each other we went to college together okay it was like a friendship of 15 years and I was like this is going to ruin our lives here's what I'm saying if you have secrets why would you take that risk? If like, like I feel like that's the last thing you should do is go on a reality TV show if you have a major skeleton in your Because closet. I don't think it's that simple. Okay. I think people's lives are complicated. And I think that when you're a woman um, you and you have children, mm-hmm. you get very, um, you get pigeonholed into the role of mom. Okay. And it's hard to break out of that and go back to something. And um, for me, I know that I knew some of the risks. I had nothing to hide. And let me tell you something. If my husband ever cheated on me, there'd be uh, some big fucking conversations happening. Exactly. We would that, know. That never happened. Right. We all know that never happened. No. So, but for me, it was like, I knew the potential for like, you know, fighting and for people to say damaging things about me. Right. But at the same time, it's a huge platform. Yes. It's a stepping stone to amazing things if you make amazing things happen. Right. And I think it's a lot to pass up if it's offered to you. I fully understand that. Like in my mind, I would love to do a reality TV show, but then also in my mind, I would be petrified to do one. Well, but you never know what I have really learned is like you never know what could happen tomorrow. You know, open yourself up to opportunities and then like just keep saying yes and things things really do. The universe is like waiting to give you stuff. You just got to be open to it. It's true. And I actually do feel like too, when it comes to opportunity, I think the most successful people are people that see opportunity and then they take it. Yes. And I think that that's actually what leads to great success. Right. So what benefit would it have done Jen to say, well, I'm really scared of this. I'm not going to do it. You know? Uh, But if I were Jen, I would have had a conversation with my husband and said, if, and probably when this comes out, 
how are we going to handle it? Well, not they, only that, you wouldn't have pushed Margaret on the cheater stuff. That's the yes. that, And let me tell you something. Margaret is the nicest woman ever. She can be, she can stir the pot. Yes. But Margaret She's really the has the best heart. And if Jen had said to her, um, don't do this to me, like even like whispered it or like yeah. grabbed her hand or something, Margaret would have dropped it in a heartbeat. Exactly. Yep. Well, the, but the, the other thing too is, Jen is literally making up. Well, she's talking about Margaret's, you know, sexual history is what I'll say. And she is just being so brutal. I mean, the opposite of women supporting women. She's basically begging her to take her down is kind of how well, I see it. which begs the question, right? Did maybe she wanted subconsciously, this? Subconsciously, yeah. Well, not even subconsciously. Maybe she wanted this. Maybe she wanted finally to be able to talk about it and heal from it. Yeah. Maybe that's what she wanted. And you know what? Maybe she wanted to publicly drag Bill. And quite frankly, why not? He kind of made his bed. I mean, listen, I'm the one who said it. Stuck his dick in someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Make the bastard pay for it. How long did you guys know about this cheating rumor? I mean, Margaret told me years ago. So you guys have been holding this for a while. I mean, I was never going to bring it out. I'm not here to ruin anyone's life. That's not why I went on reality TV, to right. be honest with you. I didn't go on to have anything but petty drama. And when the drama turned from my my first and second seasons, it was petty. Yep. And it was all about like cheap birthday parties and silly shit, you know? And you being sneaky rich. Yes, right. Exactly. Third and fourth seasons were, were, were very heavy. Yeah. You know, and I, that I, you know, so it kind of changed a little for me. Mm -hmm. I still love the show, but it's, it's not as light and airy, you know, but I didn't come on to ruin anyone's life. So I wouldn't have been the one, no matter what, to bring it up. Did Jennifer know that you guys knew about the rumor? Um, you know, Margaret had kind of intonated that I she can knew imagine. her, even our first season. So right. that's why it was very suspicious that she kept going with it and that she was so shocked even at the pool at Teresa's pool party where it all came out shocked. like she kept pushing she kept going I am honest I am honest that was me and I had a secret to hide I would have been like oh let me go get a drink we'll talk about it later bye really yeah yeah she kind of was um baiting her a little bit yes she was and then she turns around and acts like at the, the shocked shook if surprise victim yeah that's a very interesting theory and i actually haven't heard it until this conversation and i and now my eyes are kind of open and yeah. maybe maybe she was maybe she thought i can't believe margaret's taking so fucking long to spill this tea right well you know what she um i think she wanted to be the center of the action mm -hmm. and you know, listen, she, she had an opportunity to walk away from the conversation and she didn't. So you have to wonder, you know, do you think so? Is she's like the bully on the playground. She throws the first punch. Right. And then when somebody whacks her back, she falls on the ground and right, she's screaming sure. and crying like yeah. she didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Jen knows how to play the game. Let me ask you this question. Is that an important thing to be able to do? being on reality television is what playing the game playing the game or are you better off just like going through the motions and just like being truly your authentic self and reacting or is there something to be said for kind of like i don't know having a strategy or trying to control the narrative yeah you know both but i think when you're too strategic mm -hmm. the audience the audience is smart they can see through yes. it yeah you know what i'm saying I think I was so caught off guard with what Teresa did in my third season, starting a rumor about my husband, that 
I was so authentic. I mean, I was just crying all the time. Yeah. So. Well, you're for, doing what any of us would have done. I know. But then I got a lot of shit for, oh, Jackie's always crying. Jackie's always crying. You're not strong enough. So I think in some sense, it helps to be strategic and know your plan going in and everything. Right. But I think viewers also appreciate vulnerability. So Absolutely. like me this season, what I did, if I had had a plan for how you were going to see it and how I was going to do it. Um, talking recovery stuff. Yes. I think people would have seen right through it, but because it was so unplanned and I just went with it and let people see the real process, I think that that people really appreciated it. So both. Who's the most strategic on the show? I think definitely Jennifer. Definitely Jennifer. Do you think that somebody on the show taught Jennifer how to be strategic? Or you no, think I has- think she's been strategic her whole life. Right. Yeah. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by PhD Feminine Health. Bathing suit season is here. That means hot weather, even tighter swimsuits, and all the sweat in the world. And of course, this can all lead to our favorite feminine odor. Luckily, there are plenty of ways to combat summertime vaginal odor. PHD Boric Acid Suppositories are the number one doctor-recommended brand of Boric Acid Suppositories for vaginal odor. I know we get squeamish when we talk about vaginas and vaginal odor, but like, Our armpits might, you know, have a little musk to them and we don't get all weird and freak out. No, we get deodorant and we fix the problem. And that's why I love PhD Feminine Health, okay? There's a problem. It's okay. We've all experienced it. And they've got the solution. Truly, PhD Feminine Health, they're reinventing holistic feminine care and wellness solutions that help millions. Yeah, you heard me, millions. So don't be embarrassed. Millions of women feel comfortable and confident. So like I said, PhD Feminine Health's Boric Acid Suppositories are the number one best-selling holistic, affordable, and doctor-recommended solution for vaginal odor. And they're available at retailers nationwide. They're also introducing two brand new products, which I'm obsessed. PhD Boric Acid Sensitive Foam Wash. Okay, it's the only Boric Acid Foam Wash on the market. Um, and it's the only wash I'm going to let near my vaheen. She's a little sensitive girl, girly girl, and only the best for her. One time I used peppermint body wash on my vagine, and it was not fun for all parties involved. And I learned my lesson. Never again, only the sensitive stuff for my cookie. And she says, thank you. PhD also has their new PhD Bork Acid Moisturizing Suppositories. Yes, moisture is our friend. By our, I mean our vaginas. So these suppositories, they're a holistic solution for vaginal odor while moisturizing your vagina. Yeah, see, kill two birds with one stone. And both these new products are available now on Amazon and Target. And in case you didn't know about boric acid, let me tell you, it is a natural compound found in seawater and it's been recommended by doctors for decades as a safe holistic alternative. PhD offers trustworthy feminine care products that actually work. And when you have feminine issues, you want a solution immediately. PhD believes that vaginal care is crucial to your overall well-being. And right now, if you register at phdfeminineHealth.com slash win, you can receive a free summer gift basket, which contains lifestyle products, a retail value of over $100, plus a $500 gift card. So go to PhD. F-E-M-I-N-I-N-E-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash W-I-N. And also, don't forget that you get 20% off all products right now on their website, phdfeminehealth.com. And don't forget 
to use my code Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. And also don't forget, you want that gift basket, honey? PhDfeminineHealth.com slash win. And now back to the podcast. Speaking of your story this season, so how is your recovery going? It is going. It's still like on full, fully on course. Um, You know, it's not as easy as I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. I'm a thousand times better than I was at this point last year when I started. Um, So it's been about a year now. It's been, I think I started meeting with the therapist that you saw in August of 2021. And then I added um, another, a medical nutritionist to my team in September. So it's been a good, you know, 10 months almost. Mm -hmm. And um, it's amazing. You know, I'm out of the danger zone health wise. I'm eating all kinds of things, but I do have a lot of work left to do. Yes. Yeah. Well, I will say you look fantastic. Thank you. You know, that's, that's part of it is a big part of it is accepting a new body. Yes. Um, I'm not having an easy time with that. I have a lot easier time eating new food than I do living in a new body. I will say this, like truly, I feel like your body is to me the same. Does that, and I don't know if that's, is that the wrong thing to say? No, see, that makes me feel so good. It's so hard to know. There's a lot of vocabulary that's not, you know, helpful when you're struggling with an eating disorder. So my biggest fear was always people telling me I look healthy. I was going to say, I fucking hate when people say that. Yes. I remember, I mean, I I never had a diagnosable um, eating disorder, but I definitely had my fair share of issues. Um, And so watching your story was, and and I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm in a place where I really want to lose more and truly for health. Um, There's that word though. But I remember years ago feeling like when people would say you're healthy, I felt like that was an insult. I felt like it was a backhanded compliment kind of. Yeah. I thought it was kind of like shady. Well, for me, it meant that I was gaining weight. It meant I got fat. So when people, when I was, when I was fully in the throes of anorexia and I've gone through like, the worst, I, I will tell you, I'm writing a book now. Yes, good. And in my book, you will like read all about it because it was, my worst days were so bad, you can't even contemplate them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've had like levels of bad over the years, over 18 years. Yeah. But when I was truly starving myself and there was nothing less that I could eat without like fainting all day, if you had told me I'd gained weight, it would, or it looked healthy, it would have been like, well, there's nothing else I could do. What else can I do? Right. So it was like the worst thing in the world. But when I started to really eat more and I started gaining weight and people would tell me I looked healthy, I, I said to my therapist one morning, you know, I, do, I still do it twice a week. And I said, I, I got to come to terms with this word help, healthy. Please help me because right. people are not going to stop. Right. And it's not and coming think, from a bad place. And they think they're saying it to help you. Yes. But no, I will say like you look exactly like you. To oh, me. thank you. And I genuinely mean it. And I realize thank I'm so you. happy that it wasn't like the wrong no, thing I to say. No, I feel good. There good. are days I feel good. There are days I feel bad. Yes. There, I, you know, I have a, my problem is things like that I've been avoiding, you know, like I have a whole closet full of clothes that are double zero, zero and extra small that don't fit me anymore. And I, I look at them and then I look away. I know. I have a hard time shopping. I wear a lot of elastic waistbands, so I don't have to worry if a new size is going to fit me or not. Right. You know, I just, 
I have a lot of work to do with that. And I'm sure that's really relatable. And oh, I have to really commend you, applaud you, and thank you for sharing the story on your season last season because it was so helpful to, I think, whether you are struggling with weight gain or you need to gain weight, just it was so relatable for, I think, all women in terms of like body positivity. So does that make sense? Yes. Thank you. It really was. Thank you. You know, and I got, when I tell you like the episodes that aired, especially the ice cream episode, Yes. um, that I, I was just getting like thousands of messages a day people telling me and it was heartbreaking people telling me my mother has an eating disorder I'm making her watch with me or you know my my daughter and I never understood and now I understand a little more I got thousands of messages of people telling me not thousands maybe hundreds of people telling me Jackie I saw myself in your story and I'm gonna go get help I'm I'm eating now which is great and I torture myself a lot less good but I still have moments which is why this is gonna be I had thought give me a year I'll be like a completely different person and I'm not there's still a lot of work that I have to do and I'm gonna keep doing the work until I get a hundred percent there I'm completely committed to it with the team around you helping you with this Mm -hmm. do you envision a world in which you are going to be able to live life like peacefully with food because it's actually one day yes one day one day I intend I think recovery is a lifelong thing in the sense that you have to keep yourself from slipping back into old habits when I get stressed my default is to not eat right and to hyper control everything that goes into my body um so I just have to be aware of that but I think um I think one day I will get to a point where I'm at like a really good place with food where I can just eat and stop. I'm working a lot on on intuitive eating, which Mm -hmm. is so foreign from me. I only ate according to a schedule in the past. um, And I didn't recognize any hunger signs or anything. So I'm working on so many things like related to recognizing when I'm hungry, eating when I'm hungry, stopping when I'm not hungry. I never ate like that before. Yeah. And it sounds crazy unless you're no, in it. I you literally know? am sitting here being like, that is the most yep. relatable thing ever. And, and so many women and men too are going, yep, that's what I do too. So yeah, I, I do think that I'm going to get to that place. Um, and by the way, recovery is not like a rich girl thing. I put everything through insurance. Right. I get reimbursed a, a whole lot of it. That's also um, good to know. So, um, you know, help is out there. You know, it's a really dire statistic for how many people actually get help for this say, stuff. Do you, know, do you know like the yeah, stats? Yeah, I know some disorders. of the stats. You know, well, there's 9% of the population is struggling with it. That's 30 million people. It's a lot. That's 30 million people. Wow. Yeah. And you know, people die from this. How did you know you wanted to share this? I didn't know until... So like when you're heading into your next season, you have a, a conversation with the production team about like what's going on in your life right. and what you want to maybe cover and what stories, you know, you want to tell... And I had just, you know, really gotten off the whole season with Teresa. It was the most stressful year ever. I was crying all the time. Evan was really upset. He was really upset. Can you and elaborate a little bit on that? I mean, it, it makes sense. I just, I yeah. really want to know. I we, mean, I think we saw a portion of it, but I don't think we really yeah, understood no, the People don't really understand what happened in my household. It was like, I had promised Evan... I had promised Evan from day one, no one's going to come after you. They're going to come after me. Right. I'm the housewife. Right. You're just my husband. They don't do that on this show. You have nothing to worry about. And I had promised him, you know, the the day so, because he was very worried about that, his reputation, he yeah. works in finance. Yeah. And I said, the day they come after you, I leave. Okay. Let's just put it like that. And I never anticipated something like this happening because I would never do something like exactly. this to somebody. Exactly. So, but I overestimate people. And when it happened, he was so 
embarrassed and heartbroken. He is, I'm not just saying this, truly the best guy you'll you ever meet. He's the most loving dad. He's a kid's sports coach. He's like, his name is is everything. everything. His family is everything. So to have his name dragged for basically for a storyline on a reality show is just like his worst nightmare. Worst. And he was really upset. And I think a lot of the fighting that took place that season between me and him behind the scenes was Jackie, do something about it. Stop it. Call the network. Call whoever you have to call. Just get the shit off the show like, like I don't want it to reach I don't the want a, this show about me it's not about me you said it wouldn't be about me you promised me this wouldn't happen and I couldn't do anything which for me is heartbreaking because I'm a fixer you right. know my kids have a problem I fix it right so um when you say you couldn't do anything though can you explain I that I couldn't to do anything there was nothing I could do if a storyline gets once going it's running it's gone it's I can't I can't do anything about right. it you know I mean I tried but you right. can't you can't Kick stop and it scream. and you know what that's what you sign up for yes you know unfortunately so when did he kind of accept that um never 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 he'll wow. never be over it it soured him he you know, he still loves the show only because he loves the guys. Right. Um, but he doesn't love what it could potentially do to anybody. He feels bad for the innocent bystanders. D- how were your kids affected by it? Were they? Um, yes. Wow. Very. Because, I mean, we reassured them a million times. How did you even bla- breach that topic? Well, we had to tell them what they were going to see because, unfortunately, they- uh, uh, like... Uh, it was crazy to me how many 12-year-olds watch this show. Right. Okay, they watch with their parents. Yes. I had no idea. <laughs> so their schoolmates watch it, and unfortunately, they comment on it, and they talk to my kids about it. So, so. did the kids come home with, like, knowing about it, or did you no, preemptively? No, we, we preemptively told them about it, but right. they also saw me and Evan fighting all the time. We don't fight with each other. Yeah. We have a very respectful, loving relationship. It's not to say we don't have disagreements, but when we do... Number one, they're not like blowout fights, but number two, they don't, they don't happen in front of my children. And these were just, I'd say for a good like month, it was just like a lot of conversations that started off as conversations that just got like really heated and me crying and then him getting upset and like the kids saw it. Right. And I think the boys kind of avoided the topic a little bit more, but my daughter was very worried that we were going to get divorced and we were going to, you know, because they never saw us fight of like course. this, you know? So she would go to bed crying. She would wake up, are you, are you getting divorced? You know, like the effect that this had on my household when the cameras stopped rolling were were real. Yeah. And, you know, on one hand, that's what I sign up for. But on the other hand, it was... You know, it was a really unfortunate situation. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Ritual. Here's the deal. Gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored, but they often are. Over 97% of women ages 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet, and 95% are not getting the recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, and blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But Ritual did not stop there. They invented a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin. The results, Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. 
And here's what I love about Ritual. Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project. They've got traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients and always clear communication. If you know me, I know I don't like shady. I don't like a lack of transparency. I want to know what's up. Speak to me for real. And that's why I love Ritual. I know what I'm getting and I know that it's good. And there's so many multivitamins out there and sifting through like which one I need to be using. It's overwhelming, like which ones are good, which ones are not. But with Ritual, you know you're getting the good of goods. And Ritual just released Symbiotic Plus. It's a gut health supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic all in one capsule. Just one delayed release Symbiotic Plus capsule per day supports your gut with the quality and traceability that you'd expect from Ritual. And right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Taylor and turn healthy habits into a ritual. Again, just go to ritual.com slash Taylor and get 10% off your first three months. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R. And now back to the podcast. Coming off that season, I had been so stressed for so long Mm -hmm. that especially heading into reunion, because he was saying to me, what's she going to do at reunion? What is she going to say at reunion? Did you want to quit? Oh my God. Oh yes. Yeah. And I didn't know. Well, he wanted to clear his name first. You know, if you you walk away, you can't clear your name. Like Mary on Real House of Salt Lake City. Now everyone's going to think she's bananas forever. Exactly. And then think terrible things because she never cleared her name. Exactly. But, um, Evan felt vindicated because Teresa basically was like, I had no evidence. Like I just said it, you know, and that was good enough for me. That was good enough for him. So I had, I had come off a really stressful, stressful season and, um, I was so thin when I was going into last season. And so I sat Evan down one day and I had never acknowledged to him that there was something wrong with my eating right something that I needed like therapy for um I just told him like this is how I am love it or leave it like it's not changing right and uh I sat him down and I said I think I have to I think I have to recover from this and I think I have to do it in public because I can't even talk about it I start to cry because I was I knew I was heading down a very dangerous path and I recognized some of the signs that I was at my worst mm-hmm. and I was going there. And, you know, like I said, when, when my world feels very out of control, I can't control anything except what I put in my body Yeah, and I can micromanage my food and it makes me feel better. And I was doing that to a degree I hadn't done in years. And I think if you watch the first few episodes of last season, you'll see I was emaciated. Yeah. My ribs are sticking out, my backbone sticking out, all of it. And I said... I, you know, I knew over the years I had really tried a few times to stop. I would say every weekend, like on Monday, I'm going to just start eating more, like a little bit every day. And like it never, ever, ever happens. But I knew that if I had the whole world watching me and holding me accountable, I wouldn't let them think, uh, you can't recover from this because it's too hard. I knew I wouldn't fail if, if I did it really publicly. So the minute I sat down with the producers and told them, this is what I'm struggling with. This is the truth. And I want to recover on camera this season. I I knew once it was out there that I would do it. It was one of the most important and powerful storylines I've ever seen on any franchise. Thank you. So thank you. Thank you. How was the audience reaction to everything? Please tell me it was positive. Amazing. Thank God. Unbelievable. I think that like I might've gotten, 1% 1% of the messages I got were like, you're faking it. Oh, 
Oh my you know? God. Which is fine. 1%. The rest were so, some of them were so uplifting. Some of them were so heartbreaking. They, they ran the spectrum, but the support was overwhelming and amazing. And I think that I can credit part of my recovery to the fact that I had that. And like I said, I think it's so much more relatable to that. I'd like that 9%. I think that that might be for specifically the disordered eating that you're in the category of, but I think the statistic would be a lot higher. Actually. I think a lot more of the audience probably related to what you were saying. Oh, th- well, yes. So there's a difference between having an eating disorder and having disordered eating. Yes. I think eating disorder is uh, a diagnosis clinically, but disordered eating, I would say probably half the population. I mean, there's something called orthorexia, mm-hmm. which is an eating disorder, but like mild orthorexia where you're following all these fad diets or you're keto or you're like going crazy with like fasting. All of them are problematic. Yes. I mean, from, from what I've getting out of therapy, the healthiest thing, the healthiest relationship with food is to eat, make good choices and then stop eating when you're not hungry. Yeah. Have some exercise in your life. You know what I'm saying? And that's an ideal world. Yeah. Um, But all of these diets and, oh, social media. I know. And then COVID, it's all making it worse. Yeah. It's all making it worse. And I think that like right now we are so primed for like people like talking about it in public and, um, you know, I'm writing a book. Yes. Now. And I'm like deep in it now. And um, it's been very therapeutic for me, but like, I can't wait for it to come out because I think people need to start talking about this Absolutely, because people don't and they think it's embarrassing. And I remember back when I was really, I was really bad. Um, I was really bad for a long time, but I would always look for somebody in the public eye that had you know, that was struggling with an eating disorder and recovered from it. So Mm -hmm. I could like see what they did and kind of help myself. Aspirational. And there was only one person, really only one celebrity who talked about it. And that was Portia de Rossi. Everyone else would say like, you know, I had an eating disorder, but like for a week I was like, I'm not going to be bad anymore. And then I was fine. You know, like that's not how it works, you know? And Portia de Rossi had a real story and really like, wrote a book about it and and I used to read it. I remember I think I read it like three times in one year and I was like just show me the path yeah show me the way so I like that's what I want you're gonna be be. yes and I really want to be that person I know my purpose I know like this show I could stay on another 10 years or it could end for me tomorrow my purpose on this show was to talk about eating disorders take away the shame from it show people recovery like talk about all the hard parts that's what I want to keep doing yes well thank you for doing it it thank really you. is so important and i and like you said it's just so people think it's so taboo and i really don't know why when so yeah. many people are struggling with it yeah so thank you for talk about using your platform well, well. thank you for asking me. of course um okay so we're in season 13 yes we're filming Here we are whispers of new housewives three actually in fact that i saw on uh, the internet so i cannot confirm nor deny okay why does Jennifer have a boot on and why does Margaret have a broken hand? Uh, well, <laughs> did they get into a fight? I'll start with Margaret, right? <laughs> I told Margaret that she should just tell people that yes! she hit her in the leg. Yes! Um, no, um, Margaret fell down at the first uh, cast event of the season. No! I know. And it's sort of, we joke, it's sort of my fault. Why? Because I came in... Um, I, I can't give away what the event was. I'm sure you saw pictures of it online, but we were not wearing shoes. 
And um, <laughs> she, when I came in, Margaret was balancing on something. Oh, no. And then when I walked in, we were very excited to see each other. And I gave a big hi. And she went, hi. And then down she went. No. And she fell on her wrist. Oh, my yeah. God. And then Jennifer. Jennifer uh, busted her leg on. No, she broke her toe. She broke her toe um, at Teresa's birthday, 50th birthday trip to Mexico. Okay. Yeah. So um, Jennifer said that it was just like, it was like a boring story. She like tripped on something, I think. But um, I I would like to believe that Jennifer broke it dancing on a table. That's what I would like to believe. So that's what the story in my head. Also, uh, thanks to Ramona Singer, we now know every detail oh my God. of Teresa's wedding. <laughs> so I'm assuming Teresa's wedding is going to be very much focal point of season 13. It'd be insane for it not to be. I mean, I assume so. We don't know what happens with everyone's individual filming. You only know what happens when you're with other people. Got it. But I would assume so, yeah. So do we know her wedding date or did they they change it because of Ramona? Oh my God, I'm not going to be Ramona part two. (laughs) I'm not giving anything away. My lips are sealed. Are you invited? I am. Oh, wow. Well, I think you. everybody saw that on the initial list, so it's not really a secret anymore. I guess I, I mean, but listen, that. anything can happen. I can get cut from it, too, you know? So <laughs> That's true. But they had the whole list on what Ramona came out with. Do you feel like, um, are you invited because you guys are in a good place? Um, I think probably because Evan and Louie are friends. Oh, how nice. But I don't know. How do we feel about her upcoming nuptials is it um she had a hard season last season well i would let me scratch that louie had a hard season last yes. season do we think he's going to get his swan song this season is it going to be better for them or do we think that they're still kind of in the muck I don't think anyone wants last season again this season but right. again i don't know um I think it should be. I mean, it can't get worse than it was last season. So it should be a better season for them. I think everyone at this point just wants Teresa to like have her happiness. Yes. And so I don't think, I don't think it'll be anything like last season. Um, do you think Louis good for Teresa? Like, do you think he helps her see things from maybe a, I don't know, a more level position? Yeah, it seems like that. It does. The yeah. way he was talking to her at the reunion was very like... <clears throat> If you can't do this for yourself, please do it for me. If you love yeah. me, you'll please stop. Like he he definitely I think Louis sees what we all see. You know, I would agree with you on that. And he definitely seems to be a calming influence yes. on her. And I'll say across the board though, you don't know what goes on behind people's closed doors. Any of us. Right. So who knows? You right. know who really knows. But you know, on on the surface it seems like they're really in love right and they they definitely seem to be two peas in a pod did he really two peas in a love bubble did he really lose his job because i know he mentioned that at the reunion like he like is unemployed that's what i think yeah and then andy asked him on when the men were on watch what happens live which was only like a month ago Mm -hmm. if he had gotten another job and he said no so I don't know. So like, you no, know, but Teresa kills it on this show. Well, she makes so true. much money. But so. I was thinking, I was like, well, damn, because when, at the end of last season, when he was pissed, he was like, fuck this shit. I'm basically a rich ass dude and you can quit and I can just, you know, support us. Yeah. So is that no longer the case? Is Teresa now the breadwinner? I have no idea. I don't know what he has like in the bank. Right. You know, you never, yeah, you never, know. I have Again, no idea. You never know what this stuff. Right. Right. So I'm not sure, but 
you know, I, I know personally that I wish them all the best. It's not in my character or in my plans to take anybody down. It's never been. No. So, um, you know, I, w- I really do wish them all the best. I hope I don't get in trouble by revealing that I was invited, but I was on the guest list that came yeah, out. So that's why I said it. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and I really do actually like Louie. I think he's a good guy. Really? Yeah, is, I think he's a nice guy. Is it? He is. How do you <laughs> consolidate when you like love someone's partner, but you don't necessarily fuck with them? Um, you know, I don't. I wouldn't Does say it make I love you him. Like them more. I, you know, it makes me uh, make me like the partner more. But yeah. So, um, well, let, let me stop being around the bush. So you and Teresa have a history. Yeah. And now she's with this guy who gets along with your husband. Yes. And you actually like him too. Yeah. So does it make does it make you think? Well, maybe I will like Teresa. Maybe we will get along. I don't know that me and Teresa will ever be besties <laughs> but I think that we could get to a point where we're like just you know we coexist very peacefully yeah who knows you know life is very strange very I've strange. seen the worst of enemies become the best of friends so who knows I just think we're different people what would it take for you to like completely through and through forgive Teresa for what she has done um I think it would take complete um a feeling that she really did regret it and apologize. And like, I think it would take that from her mm-hmm. for me to really get there with her. I'm at a place. If you're one of my close friends, I have to trust you. And right. I don't think that I could ever trust her. And I don't think that she could ever feels like she could ever trust me. So that's why I don't think we could get there. But I think for us to get to a place of complete trust, we would have to, you know, get to a place of complete, like, a real true apology, right. you know, and I'm not holding out for that. I don't care. There's some you know, people Teresa that- and I, I don't think we're meant to be best friends. And I think that it's, it's, it's good. Let it be what it is. Evan and Louie get along really well. Yeah. And as long as Teresa and I aren't trying to hurt each other, I think we're, we're cool with that. Who are you getting along the best with right now? Margaret, of always. Course. She's my bestie. I was at, She's uh, the best. we were at, um, the Belmont Stakes this weekend together. I love her. It was so fun. We had a good time. Did you see me with DJ Pauly D? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. That he, was a Jersey he's moment. He's doll, right? He's very sweet. He's very yes, sweet. Yes, but that hair. I know. How does it not broke it? I mean, my hair breaks if you like put a curling iron within a hundred feet of it. He's, burst into flame. I don't know. <laughs> so it's much crazy. So much gel. Who are you getting along the least with right now? Um, you know, I'm not like bitterly fighting with anybody, but I think, you know, I, I just don't think that I'll ever have a warm relationship with, with Jen and Teresa. Right. So One I mean, more than probably, um, no, I just don't think they really like me, hmm. you know, and that's okay. Okay. You, you know, if everyone likes you, you're doing something wrong. Oh, I like so, that. So, um, you know, I just don't think... I don't think well, but I'm not like actively really like at war with anybody. Right. You That's know? good. Yeah. It's, listen, it's great. Can I go through the cast? Sure. I'll go with cast members we know for sure. Okay. Um, and just give me an adjective about each one. Sure. Okay. So we can start with, let's start with Margaret. Loyal. Loyal. Um, Dolores. Fun. <laughs> I love Dolores. I actually, I'm in the best place with Dolores that Thank we've been. Thank God, because yeah. I adore you both. Yes, and her new man is fabulous. Oh, I can't wait. Adorable. Will he be on the season? Fun. From what I've heard, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been, yes. He's been, yes. Okay. The answer is yes. Melissa. Um, savvy. 
Ooh, good word. Okay. Um, Jennifer? Strategic. Strategic. And I guess Teresa's it, right? Um, Teresa, I would say central. Like, she is just... You know, I listen, I used to not think it was the Teresa show. I might I might a little bit think it's the Teresa show now. I actually yeah, I, I after I saw the reunion, I was like, you like you're going to lose your job. Yeah. And he flipped it or I was like, oh, he's so mad at her. Bye, girl. Yeah. And then when I saw what filming was going, I was like, oh, man, well, yeah. Kind yeah. Of feels a bit like, I mean, listen, she could have it. It's right? all right. Yeah. I'm happy to just be, you know, there <laughs> as long as you, you, you know, I stay in the mix. Like, I don't want it to be the Jackie show. It's too much pressure for me. I got, an, I got enough going on. I don't need the Jackie show. Literally. <laughs> well, you are the Jackie show in my eyes. Yes. In the best and in my children's eyes, it's the Jackie show. So I think that's a healthy relationship to have with reality television. That's all that matters, it's right? It's fun to be on it, but you don't need it to literally tornado oh, around you. Yes. It'll I eat mean, you up. But listen, like this this stuff is like fluid. Like who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. That's why you don't get so caught up in like right now and you just let it, you know, let it happen around you. Given everything you've gone through on the show. Yes. If you go back in a time machine yes. and you got cast, would you say yes again or would you oh, say no? 400,000%. I know. A million times. Best. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, this show saved my life. Like I said at reunion, for sure, I don't know. And that's not to say you need to be on a reality show to recover from an eating disorder. No, no. But for me, I I needed the world watching me in order for me to really stop. I was so bad. Yeah. So um, I know that this show saved my life. I also know that despite like that horrible season that I put my husband through, right. um, we weathered something that was so horrific yes. together. Yes. And You're stronger for and it. And like now we can joke about it. Right. And we are like our best ever. So like nothing bad has ha- really happened to me from it. And I have all of these amazing like fans in this platform now. And I get to talk about eating stores and I get to launch new projects and I get to write a book and I have an agent and like the most amazing things in the world. So it's not all, you know great, but you know, the the good stuff outweighs the bad for sure. You hear that, Tay? I still want to be in a reality TV show. It does, but you're <laughs> a brilliant woman and you can, you know, why don't you just pitch your own? You know, you know? I have been thinking about it. So. You don't need somebody else to give it to you. It's pitch your point. own. I know. Although, God, <laughs> that first go around with that sizzle was scary. I know. But you're right. I, know. It is. I think that, I think it, if you can just, again, like we said at the very beginning, coming full circle, see the opportunity that it presents. Yeah, for sure. Um, versus the negatives. Because everything has two sides, a yin and a yang. Um, but yeah, well, we love you, Jackie. We're Aww. so happy that you're filming season 13. I'm thrilled to Thank hear that. Thank you. I intend to be a part of the show for a very long time. So anyone who was banking on me going away, you could just crawl back into your hole. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, thank you so much. Uh, where can everybody find you? Uh, Jackie Goldschneider on Instagram. Uh, JG Schneid on Twitter. Great. And Jackie Goldschneider on Facebook. And when is season 13 coming out of The Real Housewives of New Jersey? Oh, my goodness. Well, we are filming right now. So probably like along the same uh, timeline as last year. So I'd say probably, you know, um, January. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Some yeah. things, sometimes it's really fast. Sometimes it takes its time. But um, 
probably the same as last year. Well, I can't wait. Uh, you guys, that is it for us, Jackie. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, guys. And you guys, uh, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in every single week. You guys know I always say it, but don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. That is everything to us podcasters. So thank you guys for doing it. And uh, like, steal your boyfriend's phone. Just like make make it up. Just say that he loves me. <laughs> um, but yeah, you guys are the best. And until next week, bye, girl, bye.